friends are hard to find. I can place anyone at a park, but then I leave and mostly never see them again. What I want is a friend I can play video games with and not get in trouble. What to look for in a friend and what they should look for in me is what we're talking about today. I'm Colby and I'm nearly neurotypical. Start off, like the fawns. <laughs> Hello, world. That's Colby for you. <laughs> what show is this? He's over here laughing. You gotta, we still got a show. Nearly neurotypical. Who are you? Colby. You're who? Colby. Why don't you talk loud into the microphone? I just did. I can't hear you. Say Colby. It. Hey, there you are. Who am I? Nikki Lynn. Well, I'm your dad. You can call me Dad. Okay. So you're Colby. I'm Dad. And this is your show, Nearly Neurotypical. Colby <laughs> Colby from birth was lightly kissed by the autism fairy. Just n- nothing nothing severe. You know, it's a spectrum. It's a Even spectrum. I do have a friend that has Yeah, there's dad. you know, there's various degrees. Colby Colby's autism mostly lies in like spinning around in circles on the soccer field when he was little. It was boring. And hiding under desks. When you were little. The teacher was horrifying. teacher was horrifying? You gotta talk into the microphone, buddy. That, that, Why don't you just get on up? Yeah. Get up here into this microphone. At Kinder. When you get older, you'll learn how to project like your old man. Wait, That's what, what I was grade are you exactly talking about? I'm talking about like, like pre-K, kindergarten. We've talked, we talked about like that in the, in the last episode. Well, we were talking about Friendship is Magic, uh, part one, and we got sidetracked. Teamwork makes the dream work. Teamwork makes the dream work. I like yeah. that. We got sidetracked. <laughs> Talking about like bullies and stuff, which oh, was yeah. important. It, yeah. We got sidetracked on yeah, another equally important topic. Started talking about yeah. the topic. And then last episode, because you you changed schools. Yep. And so we talked about we we basically just spent a half an hour bashing your horrible old school and your dumb principal. Yeah, yeah that was who, kind of who did not understand autism and did not want. It's one thing if you don't know. It's okay. We don't. We're not all. I think if you're an educator, you should probably know. It's a little weird. It's like a kid, you know. And your school has autism. You should do some things to like help well, them. You should learn because your job is to help kids, right? Yeah. I mean that that like literally your, your is your job. Your job is literally to help kids and make them let them learn. Let them learn, yeah. And so it's kind of a bad. It's almost like if you're the educator and you don't want to learn. So not only does she not learn, not know what autism was about, well, which I don't fault her. He does want to learn. Well, as an educator, you, mean, you you want to. An educator yeah. wants to learn. That's your bread and butter is learning. But to not even want to know is pathetic. To be quite honest, I have no nice thing lazy. to say. It's lazy. So we, again, we get so we we took a break from friendship is magic to, to bash his school, and hopefully, kind of let parents out there if you're having problems, um, you're not alone. You're you're not alone in this. I think a lot of people have this problem with their schools. It's called the Holman luck. Well, the Holmans have their own luck, but I think I think this problem affects a lot of people, unfortunately. So you're not alone out there, folks. Um, but this week we are going to jump back on to Friendship is Magic. I want to talk about a little bit about what you look for in friends. Especially, that ties in really well because you, you've been to this new school for a week and you are having to make completely new friends. Well, I there are some kids that I've known from basketball and right, they have yeah, their yeah. own friends so yeah. like I play with them. So if you can... So it wasn't that hard. If you can get in with one kid and he has a group of friends and that's sort of like your way in. Yeah, but here's the thing though. 
at like a park or something when I'm playing totally different people that I don't know mm-hmm. and this is sometimes at school they'll think like I'm the boss when I join their game yeah. they'll think like I'm the one that they like, should ask their problems to. well you're usually bigger like, than everyone else I was just like what do you want me to do <laughs> why, why are you doing who made me the leader well, yeah. why? I don't want this responsibility yeah you know what actually sometimes that that's kind of home and look too it's not bad. It, no, it's not a bad problem, but sometimes but it's just like sometimes leadership is thrust at upon the us. Park. There's this fun kid I was playing with yesterday. What was his okay. name? I don't know. We don't need to know names on here. Was it was it the Indian? Because you you were playing with like two Indian sisters and their little brother. Eventually, though, I started playing with like. Did you ever see that kid in the Santa Claus? With the Santa Claus shirt? No, I don't know. But they don't care out there either. You were playing with a kid. Him and his brother were playing with us, and his brother. I thought, like, his brother started the game, but when a kid wanted to join, he was like, Hey, Colby, can this, can this kid play? Yeah. And this is like, why are you asking me? Well, there are some reasons for that. Um, you're you're only 10, but you're very tall. You're athletically built. Yeah, you are. Uh, you're very handsome. And that that actually is sort of factors in who people talk to. I guess he, I don't know if, it, I don't know what study, but even at that age, that's kind of interesting because... People who are like tall and attractive kind of find themselves more in leadership yeah, but positions. Yeah, that's bad because I've learned that the lower people your expectations are, the easier you can get in life. The easier like it can be. I'm not. Under- I'm not quite understanding what you're saying. If everyone, if you have low expectations from people, like then- like like you, like if you don't have high expectations from like your classmates, then you could kind of make it easy. How? It's easier. How's if you it? have low expectations, people could probably get impressed by nothing. Like, you mean it, you, do. you mean if people have low expectations of you? Yes. Okay, so you're saying that if people have low expectations of you, life will be easier because whatever you do will impress them. Yep. Yeah, Sometimes <laughs> it could happen. Who thinks like this? I mean, because that's actually kind of true in a very tragic way. A ten-year-old thinks like that. You should be like thirty-five because in the workplace. Because I don't like being athletic. You gotta talk getting, louder, buddy. Because I, I don't like being athletic and getting up and doing things. Well, that's how God made you. He gave you a gift, no. and I feel like no. a lot of times you're spoiling my gift it. Is, my gift is being a natural pro at video games. And we're gonna have to do a whole episode on why we don't let you play video games. Because I'm too good at it, or jelly. Because if you had your way, you would be like a thirty-something-year-old loser in your mom's basement playing video games. Instead of well, having like my, the two a wife jobs, and the kids I'll, and a house I'll and have jobs. these two jobs: video game maker yeah. slash tester. So I get to make them and test them. You're, you would be so busy so making them that somebody so else would be testing them. I know, but like, I can have like a partner who tests them. Yeah, you could have something like, like that. We could split the money. I think there's going to be a glutton, uh, glutton. I think there's going to be a glut in the video game making de- department when uh, in the market when you're like in your twenties. And all of the kids your age want to make the next Minecraft or Roboblox. And, Roblox. And, is that Roblox? Is that what it's Roblox. called? Roblox. Roblox. Whatever. Stupid game. And they all want to make it. Well, and there's going to be too many though, people. I, w- I wouldn't mind. If I had to, I wouldn't even mind being a plumber. Because it would just be like, the stinkier the job, the more you have to pay. He talks about being a plumber all the that freaking time. Could be I don't know good. why you're so fixated on being a plumber. Why not an electrician? Or just a carpenter, maybe, you know, Mario. Mario, whatever. <laughs> we're, getting, my role model. we're getting way off topic of, like, Hi. friendship. Yeah. 
Because I, I Mario was friendship. Mario is friendship. Well, you actually you can kind of make friends with people uh, over Mario. Oh, yeah, actually, there is a kid uh, that was at Claybon named Mario who was very talk nice. into the microphone. There, there was a kid buddy. at there was a kid at Claybon named Mario, and his brother actually was named Luigi. No, no, that's impossible. well. There actually was a kid though whose name was Mario. Well, yeah, Mario was a name before the video games came along, and a, and like he, he's very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of they're very. There's a lot of nice Mario's out there. Um, but more than okay, so <clears throat> what you look for in friends, I'm actually kind of interested in what you think people should look for in you. What do you bring to the table of a friendship? Do you set any standards for yourself? No. You're just shrugging. I, I don't know. Have you not thought about that? No. Like as a friend, what do they get out of me? That's something worth considering. I don't think anybody really thinks about that, but sometimes, like sometimes, kids like put their problems to me. They talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Do you ever offer advice? I would love to hear your advice. Half the time, I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. Well, you know, most of the time, like helping people isn't saying anything. It's just letting them talk it out because they'll figure it out for themselves. That's all psychiatrists do. They don't. They just don't say anything. They they just ask a question. They just let you just blather on and on and then you kind of come to the conclusions yourself and they make like a hundred bucks an hour well here's the thing though when I was at Claybon there was this kid who's he he was a little bit annoying there but he's really nice at Ray can I name him nah let's just let's just okay well he always wanted to play at Claybon he always wanted to play with me and my group mm-hmm. but yeah, he kind of picked his nose and stuff like that. He picked his nose and stuff. A little gross. Which, which is weird that you would point that out, considering I've seen you knuckle deep. Boy! Up there picking your brain. I, I've, seen so, I've seen so lies. many kids. I go, I go I, down the street, I see kids on bikes and stuff just like digging for gold. Lies. Why in the world does this one kid who picks his nose and out? Well, here's the thing, though. If, when I do it, which is rare, okay, um, I do it secretly. But that kid just does a strip. You have some it. shame. Have yeah. some, if you're gonna go, if, I'm if gonna you're gonna go picking and flicking, secret. have some shame about it. Have a little decency. I'll put my head in my shirt. Yeah, h- at least hide your shame from the world. Don't just go brazen out into the playground, just just picking like, at, at will. You know, it's like a wedgie. It's like you gotta get the wedgie. Be discreet about it. At, at least look like you're embarrassed by it, right? Yeah. You know, at least put that effort into it. Now just go, just go out well, for all the world to see. Um, nobody liked that. Yeah. And there's this group that I played with. They got mean after a while. Yeah. And um, you all right? he always wanted to play, and so they always came to me because you would never stop. You never stop wanting to ask if I could play. Well, then you just let him play. I know, but it's just like. I did let him play, and he just totally messed everything up. When he was eight, he'd be like, "I want to be it." Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's pretty annoying. What, so, so it's it, kind of a little bit. It's his fault. Even if he did deal with it, though, yeah. if he didn't get anyone, he'd just go s- sit somewhere. Okay, so right I never now, never caught anyone in like five minutes. So we're talking about a kid who brings nothing to the friendship table. Except, right? He, he, well, yeah, annoyance isn't. Isn't hey, 
hey, what do I get if you're my friend? Well, I'm really annoying and I whine a lot. <laughs> and I'm terrible at playing games in the playground. Well, well that's not a great that, sales all, point. All I really look forward to in Friends, nice understanding that even if I'm annoying, uh, I still have autism and stuff. Uh, understanding that I have autism and that they love that. tag. Well, you know, yeah, watch out the clock. If, if they um, love tag, then I don't care. Well, you know, here's the thing. Everybody's annoying. I, I, you know, I love Everyone's your mom. Everyone's annoying in their own way. I love your mom. She's okay. annoying. Your mom loves me. I'm annoying. Right? We're, we're all annoying. We all have something that makes us annoying. And some days it's worse than others. Some days there's no problems, and some days it's all problems. That's just life dealing with people. But the thing is, it's like... Pretty too yelling. Despite... Yeah, yeah, hey, you know, it happens. Despite being annoying, you, you see through that. It's like, oh, they're frustrated. But then, like, you know, ten minutes later, they're well, great people. My best buddy, he was like that. No one was friends with him. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I wonder if he's really that bad. Yeah. And... As long as he was on the street, like, every day I would go over to his house. Yeah, you guys, and again, this is really common. I mean, sometimes a- after a while, can... you get into a fight. Yeah. You need to cool off. Maybe maybe take a day or two break from each other. And then you get back together and you're friends again. Like, that's friendship. That's common. That that follows through, like, adulthood. Sometimes you need some space. Um, you know, even, like, my, my best friends, like Russell and Alex, uh, I get really annoyed. I get really annoyed at... No, we're not friends, yeah, anymore. You're not friends anymore. But that's not on me. That's on them. But you know, we would. I'd get really annoyed with them, and I'm sure they got really annoyed with me. I thought we weren't naming the names. Yeah, but I'm a grown. I'm a grown up naming grown up. Grown. I don't want kids and stuff getting named and stuff and this stuff. Um, and Alex probably wouldn't mind because he's a famous award winning author. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then and, and Russell and Russell actually an award winning author too. Really for self publishing. Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked, but. They're really great people. We're really great friends, and I could overlook their shortcomings. With also, hopefully, they could overlook my shortcomings. Now, I'm not concerned about their shortcomings. I'm concerned about your shortcomings. What do you offer in a friendship? What do you think are your best traits? I don't really complain a lot. No. No. Okay. It's just like someone wants That's to good. play something, and I'm usually all for it. Yeah. I mean, I don't complain unless it's something dumb. You think really? Because you come like in, you come in a lot. Unless it's like hide and seek or something. Yeah. I don't. I don't like playing pretend like house or something. Yeah. And no. Just, just no. Your imagination is lacking no. in that aspect. It's just like you're, you're not a big toy. You don't really play with toys. Uh, you don't have much in the way of of imagination. You're a lot more. Fa- it's probably why you're so good at math and science. I was terrible at math and science. I was great at like the arts. I have a really great imagination. I'm terrible with. Yeah, like numbers and facts. And that's your strong suit. So I, I can see that. I, I don't see the point in imagination because it could make you look like a fool. If you're imagining like everything is like space and like you're trying to jump super high and like you fail, see them land on your face. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what's the point of imagining? Yeah. Because like you always know what's going to happen. It's your imagination. You, you know what's gonna happen next when you play with legos you're the one controlling it you know what's happening what if you don't know what's going what if there's a twist you're making that twist yeah but you didn't know it until that very moment now i'm a semi-professional imaginator in the fact that i have written novels i've written novels now i'll put my main character in a situation i have no idea how they're going to get out of it i don't know 
how this is going to end. I thought at the beginning, I have not thought up the ending. And the most fun, most satisfying part of writing is when you figure it out, oh my God, that's how they're going to get out. That one thing I mentioned 50 pages ago, that's going to be how. And I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't know my characters were going to do that. I didn't know those events would unfold that way. Well, it's like if That's you're a writer, then like you kind of write what you no, know, and then you just kind of... There's no difference with playing. It's the same thing. Oh, yeah. The story... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the story's no, just in just your like, head. If you're a writer, you're like, okay, I know what's this, what's happening now. Mm-hmm. Type it all. You're like, oh, what's that, this part? I haven't thought of that. Yeah, I haven't thought. And, and you, But you don't, as right, you don't worry about that. You just go. Oh, that sounds cool. I'm just going to start writing. Oh, and, oh, the zombie apocalypse. And I say that. Suddenly I, comes in. I've not been published, so maybe that's the wrong way to write. Yeah, zombies happen. Um, but that is so sad. It's so fun when you like... I don't like imagination. When you trick yourself. Well, it's not your thing. I mean, what am I going to do? Chastise you because you don't use your imagination? I, I I, can't help that. If you, you're not into it, you're not into it. doesn't make you... It's not a fault in your character. Another reason why anything. I like video games. Why imaginate when someone's already imagining for Well, you? I wonder if that's part of the problem because the the worst thing I ever did with you was expose you to video games. I, I really believe I really believe that. Technically, I think that was the worst thing I ever you, did. If and I wonder if video games killed. I I, I don't know. If, I don't remember well, ever on. really being into a. Well, I know that's the problem because I started playing video games with you when I was three. I was like two or three. When I started playing games... You mean I was two or three? I was two or three, because Uncle Jamie, 10 years older than me, my oh, brother, oh, yeah. he got the Odyssey 2 when he was like 12 or 3, so I started playing some... Odyssey? It's a video game system, kind of like the Atari. Oh, I thought yeah. you were talking about games. Well, I am talking about video games, like an Atari. And I started playing then, and I wanted to play games with you, so I you bought... Skylanders. No, I bought the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. I'm pretty sure Skylanders is my first one. Nope. Well, that Marvel Ultra thing, though, didn't work. Uh, yeah, it did, because we played it and beat it. Um, that's beside the point. So you were very young, and now you don't have an imagination. I don't know if the autism has prevented you from having much of an imagination, because that's kind of common. I don't know if you are just a person who doesn't have much of an imagination, because that's also common. I find imagination I, I don't know. Versus. I don't know if the video games... I think it's a has something to do things. with the imagination. I, I think and that, it's a little bit of both. Well, I hope not because honestly, if the video games had something to do with it, then that's my fault. And I feel like you have robbed yourself of childhood joy by not having an imagination. Now, if you were born that way, that's how God made you. Fine, whatever. It's all good. But if I did something to do that, um, it makes me sad. Honestly, it makes me sad. That's my fault. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know if there's study. If anybody listening out there, if they know that there's studies done on that, I'd love for someone. I think to send the closest that, thing know. to imagination that I on Twitter, know of Katie is Crip. me putting my foot in my mouth, <laughs> thinking it was like a hot dog or something. That's all babies. You're just and working on your like, motor skills. This is like, oh, this looks like a hot dog. <laughs> so you would say, foot. getting back on track, you would say nice that you're foot. pretty, you're a pretty good friend. All in all, <laughs> it's like mostly. Yeah. I mean, there are still a couple that, things. That's a that's actually pretty honest. Uh, most people I don't think would be like, "Are you pretty good friend?" Eh, mostly. Sometimes I'm kind of a jerk. Sometimes I'm kind of unlikable. Most people don't have that type of self awareness. They think I, I don't know what everybody else's problem is. I'm a great person. Well, I that, have no friends and five cats, yeah, and I live alone. That sometimes 
used to that used to ha- that used to mic. happen when I was little. Like people would be at me like, "What did I do? I didn't do anything." Like a day after, I probably hit them. Yeah, like, well, anything. when you're a little kid, the whole world revolves around you. You don't understand that. But, it still does. But even but even at <laughs> good God, jeez, uh-huh. <laughs> okay. But even at ten, though, I think that's um, that's an impressive way of thinking. Not to not to polish your hat here on the podcast, but but yeah, it's like, are you a pretty good friend? Yeah, most of the time. Sometimes not so and much. Sometimes like I I, some, I used to be a jerk by like I blame stuff on the other people. Who yeah, you get, you got you got to have it. I just of, blame. Yeah, passing the blame whatever. It's everybody else's fault. Not you know, it's not my fault. Somebody else. I don't like to yours. get in trouble. Well, nobody does like to get in trouble, but you know, you, you do. You get in trouble from time to time. Everybody does. And then you when take I it speak and learn, the you truth, learn from you guys it. are like, oh. you're Yay, you spoke the truth. It's important to speak the truth. It's important it's so to, it, hard. It's important to speak the truth, especially when you know you're going to get in trouble. I know. It's easy to speak the truth when there's nothing to lose. It's hard to speak the truth when you know that you're probably going to get grounded or something. Yeah. It's like the hardest. That's, you're like, that's when you have to do it the most. Oh, should I deal with this or should I pin it on another person? Yeah. Yeah, that's a struggle we all have. That's why nobody trusts politicians. Because they're all liars, or, or they spin things of their own. I mean, that's or they blame me. Or that that's you know that's that's all of them. It just comes with a job, I guess. You know, they'd rather blame somebody else. And I, mean, I don't want you doing that. It's easy to do, but I, you know, you, you shouldn't you shouldn't be that kind of person. And you're maturing. A lot of it's maturity. I think it probably worked out. I think I just well, I remember I used to like when you first showed me those games. Um, I was still like. Before I had any Legos, I had, like, those superhero and villain little figures mm-hmm. and Imaginax. Yeah. And, like, I'd play with those. Yeah. But then just, like, over time, I kind of, like, oh, this is so boring. Why they can't hear you? I, like, over time, I got bored with it all. Yeah. Well, you get bored with toys after a while. No matter what toy it is, eventually you get bored with it. Yeah, it's like, when I did know games, even when I was little, though, I was still some time for my toys yeah and then just like as the years went by it's like you know it's kind of boring now. yeah you're just never you're never that in toys um you know we bought you so tons much. of toys uncle jamie bought you tons of toys for christmas you just one you time, just never got into them one time my grandpa i think it was grandpa um one year he came over and i was just like sorting all my cars yeah, used to. And then he came back when you were when you were little. Hold on, let me explain this to everybody because other people probably go through this too. One of the things we kind of picked up on early on with him was that he would take his like Hot Wheels toy cars and he would line them all up like bumper to bumper, and then he would and then he would move them across the room like like a road like room, and he would take them one at a time, bumper to bumper, all in line. That's you would you would line them around like the coffee table. Make like a big rectangle around the coffee table on top of the table. Yeah, he did it in circles. He did all kinds of stuff with cars. So yeah, just setting up. So so uh, grandpa, my father in law, he saw you do this, came to visit, mm-hmm. saw you playing with these cars. He he thought, Oh, a kid loves cars. Next yeah. year he came back with a thing full of cars and I was just like, eh. Yeah, you didn't care. Because you count <laughs> yeah, you ground out. I of remember it. I do have something though full of cars. One of them was like a hot dog car, and another one was like a banana Yeah, car. I think they're all gone. I think we got they're rid of all the cars. They're somewhere at Mamma's. Oh, maybe. Okay. I was thinking here, and we got rid of all the cars here. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you change. You grow, you know, in different ways. Hopefully, you grow for the better. 
in, in you know good directions. You never know till you get there. I think you turned out pretty great though. You're a whole lot better to deal with than you were when you were little. Yeah. Yeah. When I, was, when I was little though, I miss being little because like I could do some pretty dumb stuff and like hardly get in trouble. Yeah. Well, welcome to growing up. I know it sucks. <laughs> no, nah, this guy's probably kind. I cons. love being little though it's, because it's just like you can do, you can practically get away with anything. Well, you've had a very fun childhood. I did not have a fun childhood. So for me, well, yeah, I you would had clean building. I had to, yeah, I had to work every night when I was a kid, and uh, I would never want to go pains. back. Yeah, I would never want to go back to being a kid. Again, my childhood was a wreck. Uh, so I'm very happy being an adult. I have a lot more fun as an adult. I think the best part of your life is when you're retired. You're retired? Probably. No one bosses you around. No one bosses you around. You're... Pretty much do whatever your body can do. You can kind of do whatever you want, and you appreciate it. Because you've had all those years of work. So it's kind of like being a kid, but now you can appreciate what being young. And you can't and, really... And but you can't really, like... Ski or anything. Yeah, some do. But now nah, you're getting older. Well, unless you're like a really athletic old yeah. guy who's like doing push-ups when he's like 95. I guess so. I We've gotten way LeBron off topic. LeBron James probably did that. LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron James will probably be skiing as an elderly man. <laughs> yeah. I think he'll be I'm okay. Off topic. Yeah, he'll probably be okay. Yeah, we're way off topic from friends, but that's all right. This show's pretty chaotic, and we let it we let it be that. Not a big Go deal. With the fish. We go with the flow. We go where the wind takes us. Go to the water. Where the topics Rivers take us. Man. Well, I hope you make good friends. You know, I started my new job, and I'm making a lot of friends. Well, I, it's I, just like... Oh, I guess I'm done talking about me. <laughs> Proceed, son. <laughs> um, well, it's just like, it's not that better, because at Claybon, I did play with kids. Yeah. But here... I have no friends. Well, I, well, I, I don't I, think I you like didn't have friends half, at Claybon. That was like the problem. Friends. Well, your your friends there like called you names and and pushed you around. They they weren't your friends. Well, in kindergarten, first grade, no, really, it was just like kindergarten. I had no trouble with kids. Yeah, then, things change. And then stupid kids started coming in. Yeah. In like second grade, and everyone started following them. That tends to happen. And yeah. it's just like every kid that was nice to me mm-hmm. in like first grade and kindergarten, all of a sudden were just jerks. That's true, and that's not. And for people out there listening, that's not like, uh, like that's a kid like, like misinterpreting things. That, that's actually that really true. Our, a kid that lives on our street came over every day. Yeah, he's to like play your best Halo. friend. Awesome kid. And it's some dorks basically came in to Claybon. And he just started gradually falling into. Yeah, I guess I'm not even life. sure it was gradual. It's like as soon as like these kind of troublemaker kids showed up, he just jumped right in with them, and just completely changed. Yeah, that that's true. Like as soon as like the bad kids kind of started to come along, you you could really start seeing like what direction kids and from good homes. Oh, yeah. Not only from bad homes, like like really nice parent, like good home, like nice people. But as soon as these bad kids started kind of showing like different kinds, not not one in particular. You could just start seeing these nice kids just start going off with them in different directions. And it's like, what happened to all these great kids? Like, why did all these kids turn into, like, snot-nosed brats? Like that one that was yeah. right there. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's it's weird to watch. kind of sad to watch. they start following dorks, jerk kids, or they're just super spoiled. A lot of it has to do with, with being weak 
and following, which ties back to our first episode, a part one of Friendship is Magic, is being weak and going along with the strong kids, who are usually mean, and they, they just kind of go along with it because it's, it's easier, or some of them like it, unfortunately. I don't know. But you don't be that way. That's what's important. I, I, mean, there, I can't worry about these kids, but I know you're not like There's that. some kids I never did anything to. Yeah. And they just hate me. Well, we're going to have to wrap up the show. So what are we talking about? We're talking about friends need to be nice to each other, mm-hmm. not too annoying, mm-hmm. but understanding if the other one is annoying. Understanding the fact that later on they will not be annoying. So just ride it out. Take a break. Come back later. Everything's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just be nice and get along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't whine. Right? It's pretty much. Don't be a hassle. Yeah. I think that's the easiest way to be Dubbing a friend. Being the annoying little tag along. Yeah, yeah, just be cool. Here's the thing, though. I can pretty much just walk up to some random kid, ask if they want to play. Yeah, tag, you have no problem with that. And just say yes. Yeah. But then it's just like if they're like really fun, mm-hmm. then I probably like never see them. Mm-hmm. I probably five out of a hundred percent, five percent out of a hundred will see that. will never. We'll see them again. Yeah, yeah, you, you you really probably won't see them again. That's always a bummer when you, you make a connection with somebody and then they're gone. But you've got a whole new school here, all new friends, like potential friends. You know, I, I think only good things can come out of it. Same thing with my job. It's all great people. They're all nerds like me. You know, we all have everything to come. In fact, Friday, Friday night, uh, my new job on Fridays, they play board games at lunch, right? So we were playing this game called Shadowhunters. A lot of fun. Oh, that sounds like cool. It was, yeah, real cool. Shadow. And the woman who the woman who invited me into the group that night, your mom and I, we went to Firewell and we were we went to the comic book store. I saw her at the comic book store with her husband, and I was like, "Hey, that's you know." And then I saw her again at GameStop. Seriously. And then like an so hour, she's like both of us, just nerd. And then then like an hour later, I saw it at half price books, and I was like, "Look, we're the worst stalkers ever because we keep <laughs> keep running into each other everywhere we go." But it's like, wow, we have a lot in common. That's Cause there was nobody like that at the that post games. office. Oh, is that a hint? Yeah. Is that a hint for Christmas? That's nice. Mmm. What we've got? Mm, I don't know. Could be a hint. Well, Christmas hint. I already know what I have. Yeah. Um, well, we'll oh, talk about it later. Me and my sister have already caught. Some yeah, you guys have found some stuff. We've gone over. So, speaking of sister, anybody, you, you guys, I'm slapping Colby's knee over here. If you guys, if you guys like nearly neurotypical with Colby. Um, Watch Katie listen, from the Crypt. Yeah, listen to sis- sister. That's right, sister podcast where we review horror movies with this eight-year-old sister. Uh, she loves horror flicks just like her. Well, we all do. But she's adorable. But she's adorable talking about horror movies. So listen to that. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter uh, at Katie Crip. Go to www.katiefromthecrypt.com. This website. The website kind of kind of sucks. Well, I don't really write for Tell You the Bomb anymore, but I do write for Nerdly. Uh, UK. Well, I did, but they asked me to come come back if I wanted to write horror movie reviews for them. And I thought, yeah, it'd be, do you get paid? Be fun. Yeah, just a tiny little, like almost nothing. I do it mostly just kind of for the fun and for watching horror movies. The excuse to watch horror movies. Because the excuse to watch horror movies. Also, we've got a Facebook page up now, Katie from the Crypt. Um, so you check that. I think it is Katie from the Crypt. I don't know. I just started it. And if you have anything you want to talk about, autism related, whatever, uh, Nick Holman at KatieFromTheCrypt.com. A lot of Katie from the Crypt stuff on Nearly Neurotypical, yeah. but when I was setting all that stuff up, there was no Nearly Neurotypical. It was all Katie from the Crypt, so 
Right. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't afford two different websites and and all this stuff. Well, so. You have to pay for the. Website. You got to pay for websites. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've paid for a whole year in advance for the okay. website. Wait, how long have you been doing this? We started Katie from the Crypt in June, and we started this year. This year, and we and we did like the first like nearly neurotypicals in like September or something. But we're not nearly as consistent on this show as we should be as we are with Katie from the Crypt. And that's my fault. Because these are very. You have barely have any time for Katie from the crib. I barely have any time, let alone to the show. But that's my fault. We need to get online. Because I think this is a really. I, I really like this podcast. I think Katie from the crypt is fun. I enjoy it. I think this might. I don't know. Helping people sounds arrogant, but mm. people people aren't alone. I, and I like to hear what. I like to hear your thoughts on this stuff. So I think this this to me is a very important show. And in me. another five years, there'll be probably a fresh. Day the thirteenth one. Very Maybe like five years. The possibilities are endless. So checking that well, stuff like out. Me do it. Quiet. Don't <laughs> leave leave us a review. Five star would be fantastic here at Nearly Neurotypical. And I guess that's it. Next episode we'll cover something else. We'll talk about Rambo next episode. Oh yeah, Rambo, that's a good yeah. show. Yeah, you like First, First Blood. Yeah, yeah, we watch First Blood. I wish um, he had the bow though. You said he'd have a bow. I'll get I'll get John Wick too at another point. I've got three Rambo movies we haven't watched. No, you said that Rambo had a bow. Oh, a bow. Yeah, that shows up in the other movies. We'll watch. We'll, we'll, we'll watch. We'll watch this week. Rambo two and three. Sometime this. Oh, tomorrow, mom and kid are going to Girl Scouts. Yeah, maybe we'll watch Ram. We'll watch second Rambo tomorrow. Yeah. We'll work on that. Okay. All right, everybody. All right. So there you go, Rambo. Do we have a tagline for the show? Don't you have something that you tell everybody? Stay. Bubba boy, boy. <laughs> Did you say Bubba Booey? <laughs> Bubba boy. <laughs> I'm trying to copy Timmy here. Yeah. Um, boy. Okay. All right. Bye, everyone. Bum, bum.